0: West Limerick 102.
1: The following is the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 3rd of November 2021 from 9 30 to 11 p.m. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan at Jerome Scanlon as this is the podcast of County Views. The phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. County Views is available as a podcast. Just search for it on your favourite podcast apps. New episodes are uploaded by the end of Thursday each week.
0: Good evening listeners, you're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM, your local community radio station broadcasting from Newcastle West, live on this Wednesday night. My name is Pat O'Donovan, I'm joined by Tom Ryan and Councillor Jerome Scanlon. And there was another councillor supposed to join me, which I had asked him last week, and I rang him three times this evening. Not one of the usual ones, and I got no reply, so maybe he's on his way, or maybe he's not. Uh, but you can't beat the old reliables, Tom, can you? Now, Jason Smith, of course, is on the desk, as usual. We're live on this Wednesday night until 11 o'clock. So if you have any comment on anything you'd like to discuss, we are mainly, we were hoping to talk about different happenings between politicians and the county council and the ESP and all that particular area. And we'll take your messages at 06966200 or 87 and looking at the county Clare death notices last Sunday night, I got a bit of a shock when I saw the death of a very, very, one of Ireland's finest singers, uh, Sean Tyrrell, who, a native of Galway, and he was living in New Quay, just on the clear side of the Galway border there, near Kinvara. A uh, wonderful, wonderful singer, and then I was surprised and surprised and very surprised, but then that's my age, I suppose. I didn't hear it on any national radio station, and I didn't see it on any national newspapers. A wonderful singer, a huge talent, and glowing tributes paid to him on the on the online debt notices. And I will start tonight's program as a special tribute to the late, great Sean Terrell. So enjoy it, folks. Many of you will remember this one. It was a big hit back in the 70s, and it's the orchard near the comrades.
1: Due to podcast regulations, we are unable to play that song on this podcast. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie.
0: That was the late, great Sean Terrell. Pat, so I, I just. the way, and yeah. I think Tom, of course, Tom Ryan, I think you were a personal friend of his and I met him on many occasions.
2: Well, I met him on many occasions. I wouldn't, uh, what would you call a personal friend of his, Pat, but he was a brilliant, unbelievable musician and singer and composer in both English and Irish. That's a wonderful song. Liam Clancy sang that as well. Yeah. And uh, I was surprised, actually, uh, and saddened with the news because he is like like everything else. He's another national talent, and and Ireland has lost in the traditional sphere in the last 12 months, maybe two years now, with some wonderful musicians and singers. You know, I mean, and <laughs> they're people that are not appreciated at all by the media, or by or by the government, or by anybody. Only the the real people, you know. But they they provide a wonderful service. Wonderful tradition and that's what makes Ireland so unique, people like that, and they get no thanks. But thanks very God, that, 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 in spite of everything, they all keep going. And uh, I mean, tell was a magnificent uh, man in every sphere. I must say that he was a gentleman and I'm very, you know, his mayor, rest in peace.
3: Absolutely wonderful voice, fine piece of music there. We don't have many people like that anymore, and, you know, do we acknowledge them adequately? I've, you know, maybe our listeners have a view on that?
0: Now, listeners, you might like to tell me that this COP cup is on in Glasgow this week, and I would like your honesty to say we are very honest people. Would you ever give a ring at 06966200, 06966200 or mobile or WhatsApp at 087 What does it stand for? What does COP that they're popping up to morning, noon, and night, what does it stand for? I had BBC Radio 4 on about 6 o'clock the other morning, and believe it or not, they told us what it stood for. But I have never heard anybody else, and I've asked quite a few people what does it stand for. In actual fact, I hate abbreviation. There's a lot of outfits to give you this abbreviation. I do not really know if to stand for themselves. COP, you've held the matter morning and night about the climate change in uh, Glasgow. Do you, know, do you know what it stands for, Tom? Well, it's a climate change, like conference and... Sorry? It's... Uh, there's a quick answer now, Tom. It's the most famous answer. No, no, no. What does COP stand for? I don't
3: know. You don't know. Well, I'll that. I
0: have a clue either. Yeah. You are clue And there's many, many, many more like you. And it isn't mm. as simple as what you would think. Climate doesn't even come into it. So, listeners, if you're honest, you might give a quick ring and tell us how many of you know what that stands for. And you didn't bother looking it up in Google and WhatsApp and all those scheduling kind of things, you know. Uh, yes, Shirley's on the ball, all right, Shirley. And I'm on the ball as well because I've written down in front of me. <laughs> so she hardly ever looked it up in that space of time, did she? But I would safely say very, very few people indeed know what that stands for with their COP. Uh, Listen, as we said, we're live or half live anywhere. If you text in, call in 6, 9 8 7 1 6, 6 9 And I said there was not a politician to be joining us tonight, and sadly he s- stood us up, stood us up. Uh, jerome i'll put this one to you uh, people say to me as, as i travel in the, the, the not many of them have got the bottle rings in lo- locally but they give us plenty of comments when i meet them around they, they said i'm a bit sick and tired of the dog and of politicians politicians we have to be honest we have to be honest with the people and the government are working so hard and we're all working so hard and all that old crap do they think that Tom Ryan and everyone else milking cows and working are hardly working at all? Like?
3: Well, I think some people believe we'll uh, let it back, hook, line and sinker. He coursed
0: on that, Jerome. You, you, I you never was. Out a
3: maybe, maybe in another place in a previous life I might have been, but not since I became uh, a member of council. Definitely not. No, we have to... Uh, I think if you're not honest and if you don't, tell people it either can or cannot be done and we'll assist with it.
0: And the you opposition then, no... of course, are kicking the can down the road, they'll tell them, yeah?
3: Well, you see, if... you can have two people debate something and be virtually cutting each other's throats on national media and they leave the nearest pub when they're finished. That's part of... Uh, and parcel for of, of, of what goes on in public life. I think trust is a, is, is a, a main thing, and, and there were people that I trusted in the past that I no longer trust, uh, and I'm sure there are other politicians out there that might say the same thing. They might say the same thing about me, for all I know, but, you know, the, sometimes you have to know people before you, you can be, assess their value.
0: You're saying they dishonest, is it?
3: Not trustworthy. Yes. Like, uh, there are people out there, and if they told you it was dark outside, you might need to go out and check. I'm being blunt now when I say that, but... uh, politicians you're referring to. uh, Yeah, well, I'm sure they're in every walk of life, but there's certainly more of them. There are more of them in the political stage than there might be in other places. Tom? Well, you know,
2: that that area needs definitely to be discussed more, Pat. It's It's a good point that you're raised there, because, like, I mean... If you listen now to recent debates on the national media with different politicians from, from the different parties, you know, uh, it's an absolute disgrace, I was listening Sunday there; to, it was shocking to listen to Sinn Féin and um, a member of the Fine Gael party. It was only more slinging, you know. And surely to God, like if that is the level that that uh, that we expect from our politicians, you know, <coughs> I mean. And if we look at where policies are designed and how they're are put together and in, and implemented, which is it's a complicated. And you wonder what input have local politicians and our national politicians put into policy and policies going. In, for the future, you know, because the contradictions that are there now are unbelievable, you know, and I, I was listening to it, and this has been happening over the last. You you know, you think there was an election now in, in a couple of months' time, you know, with the with the ferocity in particular of Sinn Féin, and like they have they really and truly like. You know, everybody has a point of view and we have, everybody that's what democracy is about. It's about respect, it's about policies, it's about implementing policies, to, and in particular to actually to de, to help the or the underprivileged of the people that are that, that, that need attention. But mostly and insults like are unbelievable you know, what's going on. And it, our definitely our, our quality of politicians have dropped. And if we look at our local council, I mean, how many people can name the councils here from Newcastle West area? We haven't had one of them. One of them, I mean, tonight, Raquel area, didn't even turn up here tonight, you know, after promising that he would to debate council members we and with ourselves here and, and the public you know who, who listen to the program across clearly we have great listeners everywhere that are really that are really interested in what is discussed in the program and we try to keep it as, as, as policy driven as we can you know without without being parties you know or it's policy driven and the quality of our local politicians here is unbelievable. And it's poor but, and very, very direct it is. But still now they get elected. We have Christy Kelly here, an ingenious of a man whose heart and soul is in local issues and national issues and he couldn't get elected. I mean, for his
3: second time running. that was. That's,
2: that, so it's the people that really themselves Gerald.
3: You know. Well, the people get what they buy, basically. They get yeah, what they, what right, they pay yeah. for. But why, but why moaned in the it, you see? What the, well, what do you do? You know, you're, you you play the hand you're dealt, and that's the case. Like, the best example of that, and this Friday coming, we have the opening of the Greenway. Uh, there was a mayor here in town. Uh, the two ministers, I understand locally, didn't want him to open it. They decided that they'd become conjoined at the hip, and the opening of it was deferred. And as far as I can gather, uh, maybe the executive of the council were told, if you go ahead with the opening of it... Without us, uh, you know, you might be looking for funds later. I'm just just one example. But getting back to the point you made, Tom, governments lose elections. It's not that oppositions win them. And I think we're heading for that again. Sadly, I'm pretty confident, and not, not that I'm a supporter of anybody in particular, but I'm pretty confident given the performance and take housing for all as one. We had a workshop here in Newcastle West to discuss housing for all last week and I was shocked at what we were told. I and the other two councillors for the town had met with the uh, Director of Service for Housing who has left us in the meantime uh, last summer and her assistant who was a very good person and we were told that we would have affordable housing here consequent to the the, the, uh, new legislation coming in affordable housing for people that earned between 35 and 55 and that there would be affordable rental for people who were going out to work, uh, earning up to what the ceiling for qualifying for council housing was. We were told last week that the upper one in other words for the people on the 35 to 55 that can't get a mortgage, that wasn't that wouldn't be available Okay, and there's a development going ahead here in town on the basis we were told on the basis that those houses would be available to those people, okay, on, a, on an expression of interest basis. Anyway, I came away uh, and deflated from the meeting. At that point, I said, we can't have this. We need a full council meeting, a special uh, meeting of the full council. And in fairness, all of the independent members and councillors, Curie and Galvin locally, Uh, signed and agreed that we needed a meeting and in fairness the mayor Daniel Butler accommodated that meeting which took place yesterday. We had a full presentation of what housing for all involves and to say I was shocked I was taken aback last week with the the workshop but yesterday what we heard was shocking (coughs) if anybody saw the type of legislation that came out of that department I would say not one elected public representative bothered to read it. Some mino in the department <coughs> sent, put this together. As far as, as, far as uh, affordable housing is concerned, they're basically telling us now it, it will only apply in the cities. Why should County Limerick be different from the city of Limerick? And when we were delved further into it, uh, it would appear that it's only apartment buildings in Limerick City. That might be able to be available to people as affordable, and then we have cop 26. We need houses out the county, and they're telling people that if they have, if they need an affordable unit, they'll have to go into Limerick for it. The whole thing is cockeyed.
2: Well, well if, Jerome, like I'm glad now you, that you have raised that here. Current, and it's current to this because, like, I I've been like, at my wit's end to try and, and understand why the the housing houses haven't been built now you have like started to explain now why they they weren't built and why they won't be built and but but let me ask you like with the head of housing and her assistant John to University I understand? Quite right Right, two greener greener pastures, no pressure on there and uh, let me also ask you who then was in the position yesterday to give that policy on that. that It's it's not a policy, it's it's the actual facts of who who are we talking to,
3: who is distributing this information. We have a new Director of Service for Housing. Yes. And the person in question didn't have the answers. She couldn't answer anything. Yeah. That and, you know, I'm sad to say that, but that's what we're well, have, what we're faced know.
2: with. That's the hand we're dealt. So, was that an in-house appointment into Paris? Uh, oh, yeah, an
3: existing director of service took that job.
2: Took that job, is yeah. It? And and you see, this is the this is the point that, that that I always, I could never understand why these issues were not being raised in public. I mean, no, I didn't hear anything in any media t- today about the meeting, and I'm shocked as you were for to hear what you're saying now. Yeah. You know, because the, we have, and in fact. And and to hear that there's a, an actual fact, uh, like a difference between the city and county makes it, uh, you're really oh. you are really and truly an open-arm situation. There's something have has to be done about that. Like, you know, it's unbelievable.
3: Well, a, a motion has gone to the minister, basically, and I'm not very hopeful as to what the response will be there. Now, it's the TDs that represent the area, and they've all been written to on it as well. They are the people, in my view, that need to take the exodus. They sat there... They came out and they launched Housing for All. It is full of flaws, it is hold, there are four platforms on it, and to me there's a there's a problem with every one of them.
2: Yeah, but sure, I mean, Jerome, I I have no doubt that you're an experienced councillor in that area and a very, very, uh, and you know, you've worked very hard in the area, like, and you know what you're talking about. And I agree with you, like, it's not, it's only about a month ago since the minister stood in front of your Station and said, not Houston, but a Mm -hmm. conversation, and said, give a big announcement. but He thought I'd go into Limerick, you know, and people, down the street were only interested in the actual anti-social behaviour people that had business around the place you know that took up all the space nearly of his visits like Absolutely. you know and, and to he, but where then does the CEO stand in this this is the point of that and and because we've had and you practically uh, a new CEO as well haven't you I mean Murray I mean Karl Murray has gone to well, tw- 20 was
3: deputy and he took over from him
2: from him okay. yeah, yeah now
3: I think one of the Possible problems we have is this issue of the mayoralty, the elected mayoralty. Now, personally, I don't see that happen at all in the tenure of this council. If it were to happen, we'd want to be moving on it. Somebody would want to be moving on it by now. Uh, so, this, I, the, I would go so far as to say, Conmory left us. I don't think he was really impressed with the people of County Limerick, but it was a democratic decision uh, th- to uh, opt for a directly elected mayor.
2: Well, the point about a directly elected mayor would be disaster, in my opinion. Like, I mean, At a total. A, I mean, you have a duplication. You have enough duplication with, with the joined up with the city corporation. Because I was talking to a man. I mean, quite recently with my own dilemmas, and and uh, he, he he was referred unto him mm-hmm. unto me, and he was uh, an engineer with, with the. Corporation, Limited Corporation, who I was familiar with, who we're all familiar with before it became the Limwick City and County Council before they joined up. And he didn't even know what the was. He didn't know what he all about. Identify you, the person you imagine that
3: that might want the position of yeah. elected mayor. Yeah. I don't think anybody of sound mind Oh, does Oh,
2: people, there's people queuing up for it. I have no doubt about well, it. Well, we'll wait and there see. Is well, there is people queuing up for it, it me, is Jerome.
3: Being in there and seeing yeah, what's gone, Yeah. Well, I certainly wouldn't be uh, uh, you, an advocate for it. You
2: see, we had a, a very, very, uh, you had a, a, a very, what you call, public figure in Glenmory, you know, and like, and, and people, I don't know much about him, but uh, like, he retired and he Got his his uh, whatever he was entitled to. that he no problem with that? Now his chairman is the CEO of Twenty Thirty.
0: Yes, yeah.
2: he moved from one job into mm-hmm. a, a, another lucrative one. And in the meantime, you're left with another CEO who couldn't, who came out today with a bag of, you know, of the, they weren't goodies. They were very, very, very poor. I'm, and I'm shocked, now you know, what you said, really in true. And I believe you, and I, and, I, and I know, like, how you must have, like, I mean, reacted when you heard this, because it looked, we're listening every day to the media, and they're saying, oh, there's money there, you're not joking for it, and, you know. It's,
3: it's, you see, Tom, the two main parties are asleep at the wheel. Oh, and they just do, do, yeah. do. The example of letting local business down last July, yeah. in terms of a very simple thing, bicycles. Yeah, really was the straw that broke the camel's back, as far as I was concerned.
2: Well, to the group in America in 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 um, they're in Tennessee, called it Asleep at the Wheel, and you know, and you've put really now, or, or the proper name under present administration, they're all talk. And in the meantime, we have the we have the I mean opposition in the sidelines. Wait to come in and take over. And you rightly pro- prophesied as well, Jerome, that will happen as sure as... As sure as happens. night follows day. Really, well, yeah, you know, and, and, and it's a pity now that at this stage that you're having better news tonight in regard, as regards housing, because it had been a big a big we, issue here in the programme for, for we since we started the programme.
3: There wasn't a social house built in this town for t- 10 or 11 years. There wasn't. And the same yeah. applies almost throughout what but still, had been yeah. the County Limerick Authority.
2: And as well as that I mean Jerome, you know, the buying up of of, of of social houses we say now in estates like where people where people have been high mortgages and like and with the city council, I don't know who who does it for them or what kind of have they clandestine operation in there that, that are in there, I mean buying these houses and lending people in into into really areas free, you no how no charge into, into places that are really with people with high mortgages and stretch the pay to mortgages and not behaving properly
3: either, now we have to hold you to run. Just one it's final point on that. Yeah. They have become the introducers of the approved housing bodies, social housing via the back door. And in some cases, there's 50 and 60% of a housing development now that will end up in the hands of approved housing bodies. And some of those, the, the local area has... No, we we'll lose control as to who the tenants in these places will be we saw an incident in abbeyfield last evening and as far as i know the the uh, people involved there weren't abbeyfield so people
0: so we're coming up to 10 o'clock and we threw out that one out and as i i thought the lights would ring up ring up lights would light up there when i asked people to admit that they didn't have a clue what COP stood for but obviously nobody bothered going to the effort to tell us didn't, to admit they didn't know what it was all about apart from listening to it and listening to it and getting waffled statements and misleading statements and Joe Biden fell asleep anyway, he got tired of it. And uh, hi Pat, COP Conference of Parties, Christy Kelly. How's about that one now, folks? Conference of Parties. That's what it stands for. So you'll be guessing that one a long time. Conference of Parties. Who taught up that one? And thanks also to Shelley O'Regan for giving us the same Answer, and I would say about both of them, they're the two shrewdest people tuned into political activity that I know. Both of them have been extremely helpful to me when you want to know something, they are the two go to. Uh, Jason, we'll go to the ad break, and we'll be back to you shortly.
1: County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views, as broadcast on West Limwick 102 FM on the 3rd of November 2021 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Jerome Scanlon... As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie.
0: Again, live folks, and Jerome has asked me if I was invited to the official opening, so i will have to wait till the next ad break to know what I'm missing out on there. But on the spectacles now, all ages of fright, and I have a text message here. Uh, Joan in Drumcollar, is Michal Martin the most ineffectual leader ever of the country? Fianna Fáil party leader. Uh, Jerome?
3: Oh, my God. He's not a decision maker. I think that's pr- his biggest problem. He has always uh, been somebody who relied on committees to make decisions for him, and he has got the ultimate committee now with uh, uh, Tornister, Varicker and the Minister for Transport, who are in the committee, uh, who are
0: literally running literally the show for him.
3: To decide on running this country, I, I would say run down this country. Yeah.
0: Now I should have said there before we started into this uh that, uh, Mike Barrison in a message there that Paula Carroll on Clare FM. Uh, Sean Terrell was remembered on Clare FM tonight by Paula Carroll, who does a nice Irish program there on Clare FM. Uh, and that was sent in by Mike Barrison, so thank you, Mike, for that one. And hi, Pat, this COP meeting definitely hasn't any cop, as its attendees are totally removed from reality. One man had 30 cows in his cavalcade from the airport, along with 12 motorcycles and a bunch of. Police cars, and and flown in on a super jumbo jet, and probably accompanied across the Atlantic by jet bombers. Yet these individuals have no problem hiking up fuel taxes on ordinary people who need it to heat their homes and go to work. Hypocrisy at its best, by a bunch of old men. Only a few women present: Christy Kelly and christy says also hi pat i refuse to go along with the climate science being spouted by politicians who refuse to acknowledge that the development baby in the womb is actually human life yet they claim to know everything about climate science we've had climate change since the ice age christie kelly now that whole cop. Carpenting uh, in 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 uh, in Glasgow, the, the amount of cars, helicopters, planes, there was a fair amount mm-hmm. of well, damage the, to the environment. Uh, with that bush.
3: American presence alone added ten tons to the carbon footprint. That's just one. One alone. And
0: mm-hmm. was there a hundred different combinations in Ireland? And over a fine representative as well, if case that'd be?
3: Yeah, and indeed the uh, British Prime Minister at the opening of it didn't make a lot of sense. He didn't seem to be very sincere to me anyway in how he spoke. The old 95 year old Queen made more sense. Yeah. And and, and, the and with all
0: liberation. of that, with, with all of the preparation and all the whole and blah blah blah, the, the Minister from Italy you know wheelchairs she couldn't get access to the what's meeting and questions she was left what? waiting for now then she'd go back to her own accommodation and failed to get in what's new
2: yeah there appeared to be a lot of confusion there. All right. I mean Paris Johnson and um Joe Biden had a good sleep, anyway, the two of them. I mean, Johnson is, is, is a bluffer and liar, like as well, he doesn't care. He doesn't actually care what he says, really, oh, you know. He no. has, I mean, the British have bought that big time. Which
3: he's, I mean, the greatest, it. he's the greatest Chancellor they've no. ever elected. Oh, no doubt about that. He's yeah. the
2: greatest bluffer, yeah. And, and, yeah. and, you know, really, he's not he's not a sincere individual, anyway, <coughs> because I say he's a different policy for every day, for maybe every hour in the day. Yeah. And uh, he has a various of years around him at the cabinet yeah. table as well, so, but that's the you know this whole this whole carbon thing like is is really a talking shop again you know with all this in Paris as well you had no Russians there no Chinese no Indians you know I mean they had the biggest polluters in the world That's trying to say no they're not you know
3: well, Chinese number
2: one, Chinese, and the Australians as well. Australians now, now. big
3: time. Yeah, yeah with their coal, with
2: yeah. their coal, and and, and they were their salmon as well. So sure, I mean, they're not sincere, like I mean, they're opening no coal mines there. They're opening no coal mines, and they're getting they're giving them grants in China to open coal mines, yeah. and Russia. should sure can do to like Russia? No, I mean, control Europe and the whole world with their with their gas, like. So Covid know, what, what has, has COVID.
3: changed so many things. They were all flat out providing supply to the so-called, to all those of us who call ourselves the West, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, up until COVID arrived. And suddenly now they realize maybe it isn't such a great idea to provide the supply, limit it, create shortages. They're in charge of the gas, out Russia. Russia. And we might, yeah. I'm, hopefully we won't, but they certainly can turn it off. They can turn the heat o- on us and they can turn the cold against us. And that's where we're at. And the same with regard to steel coming out of China, all consequent to COVID. They learned to lesson that You know, they were relied upon a lot more than they realized.
2: Oh, sure they were, sure. They're crying over Chinese products now, like, they, they they can't get them for Christmas. This is a big thing, you in the shops and all that.
3: So, I mean, no, it's, we, we
2: it's talk, a total contradiction, anyway, but I think the whole thing, you know.
0: We were talking about houses there. we go back to the houses. It's a, the climate thing that we talked about for the next... T- out during the rest of our lifetime anyway. About the houses, Jerome. The county council, it would seem, from what I hear, they own a lot of properties. They own a lot of properties which are in super duper turnkey conditions, how the auctioneer would describe it. You turn the key and you're, mm. everything is perfect inside the house. Mm. They have a lot of those properties on stock, I believe they call that, that are empty for three, four and five years and nobody inside them. And on the other hand then, they have a lot of properties for five and six years as well, which are in derelict state and the rats are running out around the place and, and the neighbours are complaining and there's nothing to be done about it. Am I right or you am I wrong?
3: You're 100% right. The residents of Charlotte were out with their Jack Russells last week. And there were, there were furry friends running through gates. There's a difficulty getting finding their way out. And that's a new housing
0: a estate. Now, uh, 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 Kevin but, Sheehan once upon a time said Fianna Fall was full of rats or some comment he passed like that. But it looks like Newcastle West must be full of rats as well. You're talking about a new, a new housing uh, estate, about no, 20 years old.
3: No, no. The housing and we, a, we,
0: we had a guard station downtown which is closed now about a year and a half, which is rat infested. So the, the guards had to run out of it literally and leave it.
3: Well, the sad part of that garden station was they had a party to close it. Sorry? They had a gathering to close it in in COVID time. There was but a party
0: I'm on, so there must have yeah. been no rats that day. So must have think, been, well, the rats must have moved out for the party on the day. A nice fine day it was. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. yeah but the, the, and we have the Minister for the OPW locally. And at last month's meeting, I had a motion before council here that we get our act together with regard to opening and providing this town with a fully manned full-time guard station.
0: And while we're talking about the guard station, an incident happened down in North Key where I work on a daily basis, and uh, the the the, person had reason to ring the guards. Now, in the town of Newcastle West, with a population of five thousand, it is supposed to be the capital town of the county. And the person who rang the guardie was told in the town of Newcastle West to take about 20 minutes to half an hour, the car will be coming from Abbeyfield. Could you, could you make it up, Tom? Yeah, we couldn't make
2: it up.
3: Can you make it up? It's, it's getting more. Not a guard available. A every
2: day of week, you, know? you
3: see, the guard state the temporary station that we have here in town, closes at nine o'clock at night. From this was
0: three or four o'clock in the afternoon yeah, we're talking yeah. about well, now. Well, certainly At after night. five
3: in the afternoon, in a lot of instances, the switch, your call goes through to Henry's Yes, switch. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yes. and uh, they'll tell you there's no car available locally or there's no patrol. But,
1: so
3: then, but then then Europe, in an
2: instance like that, sorry for interrupting, and Patty has rightly brought it to light there now. You know, I'm... Looking at this, uh, we've 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 spoken about it in the program. We've debated it here, <laughs> and, and like, on umpteen times. And as you said, Pat, now has it like uh, again, like to the cat to come from Abbeyfield, the car, you know. And like, the thing about it is, where is the the actual giant? Uh, policing committee like here and, and who's in charge of the is there anyone in charge of uh, the guards in the West Limerick area or what division is it, is it Newcastle West division
3: just, have just,
2: we a superintendent here yes, or have we, we an do. inspector a,
3: Aileen Magner, now I um, just run through we had a, a giant policing committee gathering here last week they came good. to present to us how many did we have at it we had Inspector Roach, we had superintendent Aileen Magner we had four other people from the Garda Force, all senior people. I would have put it in terms of cost, probably at four and a half to five thousand worth of personnel, briefing us on something.
2: Yeah, I'm briefing you on what?
3: Briefing us on statistics with regard to crime over the period. Uh, mm-hmm. Councillor Galvin was very hot about Abbey Field. Yes, yes, quite is. rightly, yep. quite rightly, because there seem to be difficulties in Abbeyfield, and I, I always touch wood and there's always a cavat when I say something. Uh, here in Newcastle West, it, it, the difficulties, we, we haven't experienced the same difficulties there back there, and they have far greater difficulty in getting a Garda presence in Abbeyfield. So that was one of the main issues being raised. The, the Another issue that was being raised was in anticipation of Halloween, and I think maybe a few people did misbehave here in town on Sunday night, just in one street. You might be familiar with it. But uh, generally speaking, uh, the, the um, people of Newcastle West are behaving relatively well now. Uh, Jerome, yeah, was it was it it? It? sorry,
0: Tom. Yes, uh, was there not an incident in every field last night?
3: Yes, that's the incident, yeah. And, as far as I, and in fairness to council, Galvin, I think he saw a lot of what's occurring coming. And that was why we had... Was last
0: night's incident? Would that be more of an isolated incident? I
3: would see it as an isolated incident.
0: No, it just happened to be. It was down to
3: one individual. But you see, what's happening, and I have also referred—I've already referred uh, to—supported tenancies and managed tenancies. And you're in the in, in the rental business. You know more about it than I do. But there are so many people in here with support workers, and they are able to dance rings around the people that are providing support.
2: Yeah, but Jerome, you see, it, 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 that's uh, it, it's all related to what, to what you're talking about now. But you know, when this, uh, when this delegation and the the joint policing committee, we call it, what had it to, to, to give to, or who to the problem that, that they were raised? No one. Well, ans- well,
3: they didn't have the answer with regard to the opening of the reopening of the guard station here correct. in town. Yeah. Right. Because there's no planning for it yet. Yep. Yeah. So that w- we didn't need. Why was, we so was it
0: closed down?
3: Yeah. Well, to be fair, it was. It, it you see, we're so correct now. Uh, Twenty years ago, people worked in conditions that wouldn't be acceptable today. Okay.
0: But if I had a rat in my house, would I move you out deal of the house?
3: With the rat, you'd get rid of the rat, not the house. Yeah. I'd like to. I think, think so. Yeah. 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 But well, surely, then,
2: surely, you know, I mean, in any kind of organisation, let it be commercial or let it be sporting or let it be, you know, in any area, uh, you have a bus. And, mm-hmm. in uh, you, you know, this antisocial behaviour and violence and, uh, you know... Uh, b- behaviour and becoming like all over West Limerick and not all
3: over Ireland now we're not our well, own. yeah
2: but we stay on our own doorstep for the moment and uh, we had um, you know the rumors almost coming out of out of West Limerick to the, the drugs into the Munster you know, and you have um you have all anti social <coughs> behavior. Lee Galvin has crusaded on this and mm. been very vocal in it and mm. continues to be vocal in it. We have incidents like, like you had last night and there were other previous incidents there as well, not so long ago as well. There was a traffic stop there, there was and you have a lot of Now <coughs> surely like if you come to a committee meeting to meet a how many representatives were all the representatives? At that meeting, all the, all the council represent are, are they only selected as well to attend these meetings? No, or can six, anybody the go? Si-
3: the six elected members, as far as I'm aware, were at it. No, yeah.
2: And, yeah, I, I, no private people can go to this. Can they, to them, no, you know. no. Yeah, I'm uh, uh, to What we no. describe
3: as in, in committee. So if we've been yes, meeting yeah. in committee, yeah. the, they, now that the President and the public are in.
2: Yeah right yeah well maybe it's not such a good idea that I have to press that? there.
3: Why is know? that, Jerome? Uh, I suppose to avoid Jerome Scanlon being sued because if I say if I make a statement at a committee like that, I should have the freedom to be able to make it openly, okay? Mm-hmm. If you can I, name names like that. I you. can. Not that I'd be into that, but one yeah. one has that option. If a
0: situation option, arose. One has yeah. that
3: option. Whereas yeah. if I named Pat O'Donoghue at a full council meeting, I'm sure I'd have a letter from your... Uh, my
0: <laughs>
3: So grab it and from run, your solicitor in the morning.
2: Son, yeah. But, you see, I can understand, then, like, why, you know, it is behind those meetings, and t- in committee meetings, you know, I I al I always like couldn't understand you know this comment about oh you keep it keep it in house like keep it in house, if it needs to be if it's true and genuine mm-hmm. there's no need to keep anything in house. I remember at a meeting one is, uh, in a day one of our senior ministers said, uh, talk low he said, the press are outside the door, oh well. <laughs> okay, well, I said, what well, I have to say, I don't care about the President, I said, I know, you know. Mm. But, but you see, this is, this is, again, a kind of a censorship, like, I mean, you miss uh, in committee yesterday. So every so, three months. Every three months, months yeah. just But surely if you got like, there'd be then. minutes taken at these meetings and whoever is responsible, let, let him or her bring whatever, whatever reinforcement they want. What you want is action. You want we want policing. We don't want mm-hmm. a police state, but we want policing. Mm-hmm. That's what want. And, and the one, and we want the, the public to, and, and people that are that are like law-abiding citizens be allowed. Jerome, and you, and, you and had Tom, the, we were
3: uh, able to point out to them all. Councillors had the had the opportunity to point out to them where policing was failing. Okay. And I think that's a good thing.
0: Jerome, if, if there's a, somebody in a serious situation of being assaulted or uh, in-house situation, husband, wife, or partner situation, and, and they're under serious threat mm-hmm. and they're able to manage a phone call and they're told, sorry, you have to suffer another 20 minutes before the car will come from feet." field, yeah, sure, I problem. think it's appalling. That
3: is a problem. Absolutely. A yeah. po- well, totally
0: unacceptable.
3: Well, that, that point was made... Fairly, uh, not fairly, but strongly.
0: But has it been made before that? This it's isn't something made, new now. This made, is ongoing made. for no, years.
3: They will. The, the The force will tell you they have to work within the resources they have in terms of people. So That's it's another ca- problem.
0: we are accepting the total situation. It's 20 past 10, folks. You're tuned to West Limit 102 FM, your local community radio station broadcasting from Newcastle West. My name is Patrick Donovan, and if you want to text in, call in 69 66200 800 On the panel tonight is Jerome Scanlon. And Tom Ryan and we're missing one politician from the Red Keel area who promised but didn't show. And that doesn't happen too often, thanks be to God. And it just deprives somebody else of having their say for tonight. And Jason Smith is taking your messages, folks, and we'll be back to you shortly after that break.
1: County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views, broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 3rd of November 2021 from 9.30 to 11 p.m. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Jerome Scanlon, as this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, TOD, Dot ii Welcome back, listeners,
0: and our good friend Christy Kelly, even though he could have been here if we thought the other man wasn't turning up, so he's been represented with messages. <laughs> Hi all, so here are, this is from Christy Kelly, the politician that was never elected. Hi all, so here are, may I, may I right say it like that? I am. I th- yeah. Thank you. A very worthy one. Uh, Hi all, yet to be elected. Uh, now, Christy Kelly, that's been clarified, who, a politician who has yet to be elected so. Hi all, so here are a few stats to ponder on Minister Eamon Ryan. A commercial jet engine burns 2,032 litres of fuel per hour in flight. The exhaust they are leaving a jet plane is 500, 600 degrees up to 1,500 degrees with, a, a, with an afterburner. A jet plane leaves a trail of superheated air for approximately two and a half kilometers behind it. There are 400, uh, 450 flights on average leaving Dublin airport every day. There are on average 100,000 commercial flights per day around the world, not counting military and private flights. There are no trace up there in the sky. Puts burning tough in a cow farting in perspective and cow farting, and a cow farting. That's what you're saying there, Chris. But it's burning turf, isn't it a lot of hogwash, isn't it? You can't burn turf, you can't cut turf, and you can And you have planes, and you Sorry, And he, he's sorry. talking about Dublin Airport. I was in London some years ago, and literally, the plates were coming in one, nearly tail to tail to tail, non-stop into Heathrow Airport. and It's probably worse, worse now, I'd say, than and, when I was. talk And about. the
3: planes were queuing up over the house to land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I lived yeah, in Chiswick. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And of course, I was up in my home place in Toledo on uh, yes, Tuesday, and a, a big heavy plane passed over the house two or three times. And I believe they called that burning off fuel before he lands are, to do
3: down on top well. of us as well. And no. there was a time, and I think they dumped it, if I'm not mistaken, out, well, out in the ocean. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, Well,
2: that was the biggest plane I think in the world. He came into Shannon during the week. Was that? Something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, it was a transport plane. I don't, yeah. know what, it, I don't think it's the Russian one, but, but, it's a, but I, I, I saw it in the But you see, this is
3: more of the nonsense, yeah. and the EU have generated this. The, the, the issue with the bogs and the peat milling up in the Midlands yeah. has been replaced by peat coming from Estonia.
2: But that's, that's, so, uh, that's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. I, c- I mean, can you imagine? Pat, you often grew up here about the sugar <sighs> factory as well, you know. I mean, but but that's... I mean, and and the, the road was over the peat. And now they're importing it. I mean, like, isn't it un- just unbelievable? Like, I mean, way
3: to be to You're carry on. lax, joined up thinking.
2: Well, sure. Like, I mean, any government that was allowed, like, even that couldn't foresee. and now that I, I see it myself even the briquettes. they i all coming in, like. And we stopped making them now, didn't we? We've yes. We've ceased making bricks. Right? Well, they don't
3: mill the peat, so you can't yeah, make, you a can make a
2: briquette. You and you see, and the bogs now are, are to be, like, wettered and to be, to be flooded, yes. and we're bringing an in, we bring in peas from all over the world. Are from from Europe, you, you know, to the to the own way, like, and and you know, even when we were listening to the to the local politicians like in the, in the areas of the Bog, like talking, sure they were they were saying this all the time. But, mm. I mean, but to see it happening in reality, Larry Lord, the ship Lord, a, a, a peed coming into both that's important in the two In in the course yeah. of the
3: canvas for the last election, I I, I was told by somebody present that Mikey Hillyire went into a pub in Knocknagashel. Okay, and there was a a crowd of local lads inside sitting around a turf fire, and he asked them for the vote. And I I suppose some of them were quite smart, and he got an answer he didn't like. And his response was, I don't care who you vote for, but make sure you don't vote for that green lot, because you won't be here in front of the fire if you do.
2: But you were talking about housing, Pat. There yeah. Like, yeah, again. yeah. and I often, you know, it's was it's one area that's been debated and then talked about in the program for, for ages. And which, you know, I think else, you know, when you look at at the moment now, when you go into the different villages and different small towns and see that all the all the the places closed and signs up on them, you know, and uh, I mean, all the in I mean, the villages falling apart. The actual small towns, which we have several of them in the all been, you know, and all been locked up and shuttered, and business gone, you know. And then, when you have, as you rightly said, Pat, when you have a stock, we we'll call it, you know, of houses like there, that people would be only take your hand off for to, for to get the opportunity for to rent them, and live them. And in all fairness, I mean, Jerome, what kind of a housing department is is there attached to our city and county council? Because surely the God, someone in there must say, look, we we can't, we have to do something about this. Or does anybody care? Or is there anyone in church at all?
3: They're either they either don't care or they're deflated and I'd say in fairness to them it isn't that they don't care <coughs> they're just deflated but I'll just give you an example <laughs> I'll just give you an example and this came from the director of service they have submitted uh, for tendering to do up houses that would be once said they were derelict unoccupied and uh, by the time it gets back from the department approved the cost that and they go out to tender or if they've already been to tender the cost has gone up so they're going back again looking for money for the same house.
2: Yeah, but sure. But uh, sure it did, makes that, no sense. But the astronomical, like, costs of these, of replenishing these houses, like, and putting them into, you know, I mean, I live in a very, very s- small, ordinary house now yep. and th- th- there's no drop-down in me and i mess like, mm-hmm. and we see, like, where we have to have kind of no, nearly houses you now for for three house people. When the, well, I think myself that that surely our own budgets can cater for—I mean, our housing budgets
3: can cater for the doing up of houses and and putting people into Our standards, Tom, in my view, are too high. Okay, and I have spoken to people in estates here that were damned led to get houses forty years ago to get four walls, to work on them, furnish yeah. them, and paint them do whatever with them. Now, if they haven't got the white goods in them, they oh, actually, and they want televisions as well.
0: Well, well they can't. The, that the
3: sits the the, the what did I want? I can assure you yeah. now. Well,
0: maybe I can now. I can maybe tell now, you, you generally speak, one, generally speaking, one thing I, I so can not. tell you. Much of the housing problem, of course, was the bedsits in, in cities and towns and places, uh, uh, bedsits where people had a bed in their kitchen and a toilet, whatever they needed, yeah. and, and they served the purpose for yeah. those people. They were all ruled out of order, and I've quoted here in the past that 12 Madness, yes. And it wasn't replaced. And at at the present time, if you're renting a house or an apartment or whatever, I'd go for the apartment rather than the house, where you might have one person staying in in a flat, as we call it here in Newcastle West. And in the old houses in the town of Newcastle West, you might have the charcoal fan over the cooker. Mm -hmm. That is unacceptable. Correct. You have to drill a hole through a two foot six wall, mm-hmm. which that's one pint, and the fridge might be the one with the small box on top, which is quite sufficient for one person, and it has to be a fifty fifty full size tr- fridge, half for freezing and half for the fridge, which isn't required for a single person at all, but. The people say that's what you have to you're legally obliged. And then you have the the, the dryer, or the clothes, where people put the hose pipe out the window, Tom. That's not allowed anymore. You have to drill a hole through the two foot six wall and... You can go on and on and on. It's just and bunkers, and absolutely bunkers. The people who were in those apartments of Flaster were quite happy, but they had to leave it because of the regulations and and they, they weren't available for renting. And
3: we wonder why we have dampness. But in
2: Jerome, yes, if, if you look at and again getting back to the, getting back to the management of this, you know, I mean, has the has the actual. The CEO of the county uh, Mr. Daly, has he any say in anything now? I mean, has he any control over anything? Of course the, he has. You know, he's, he's, but what's do he doing?
3: Like? Mean, well, you'll have to go and ask him that. How many people, I mean, me how many
2: people are actually employed, can you tell in me? In
3: county council? You know, in the
2: housing division, in the, the housing section. I oh, don't want,
3: goodness, there's so many know. sections now, it's, it's there yeah, we'll, We're
2: use. talking about housing, so we'll stay with housing. W-
3: I would say you probably have 25% of the staff of the council. And in in the council you have around 1,300 now, nearest makes no difference. Yeah, right. So yeah, you're probably yeah. talking about um, the bones of 250 people, maybe 300. Well, now you have the HAP section in the council, which is a
2: yeah, mass, that's looking is, after yeah.
3: the entire country. Yeah, yes. Yes. So right, not only are they looking after the HAP uh, residents in in County Limerick. They're looking after
0: them. Jerome, money. I have a question for you. How many housing stock, how many houses do the council own? How many is derelict and how many is in good condition? Well, I can
3: only give you the figures mm-hmm. for here. In, in Newcastle, the Newcastle West the District, is, yeah. there's 40 houses that are. Either derelict or unoccupied, owned by the county council. Owned by the county council. And how many years are, are is Some the, of the, the oldest? Seven, six, seven years. They're sitting there. Like uh, now, yeah. do they don't put to the do, do,
0: do they put derelict notices on their own property? No. <laughs> Strangely enough, and that is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> they put them on else's properties, you'll derelict of yeah.
3: You'll be aware of it, and listeners out there will, there will be aware of it. And certainly, Norm Printable covered it several times in the leader. There were four houses here in town. And I went into successive meetings with photographs of the areas surrounding them. They were an embarrassment to the neighbours who maintained their property as well in three different estates here in town. And it took until last week to get those areas cleaned up.
0: By the County Council themselves. Isn't that that equally hard to believe?
3: Uh, 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 Well, (laughs) you'd have to be there. Now,
0: houses in perfect condition
3: in perfect condition Would you even know that? You can hmm?
0: Would you know that? That the house, some of the houses are in perfect condition
3: or, uh, Where it's now in fairness Owned by the council Where, where the council Own
0: occupied for years
3: There aren't many in perfect condition They would have those occupied because in a lot of cases some of the approved are the managed tenancies have taken over houses in areas that wouldn't be really desirable from the point of view of uh, the the uh, the applicants
0: for housing. Now, there they were my questions. Sorry, Tom. I have to shut in this couple here. Good evening, men. Fairly cold tonight. Pat sounds to have a cold and a sore throat brewing. Better drink hot drink with lemon and honey. That's from Saint Teresa. Sorry, Mary Teresa. Thank you for the advice. I definitely i am keeping well away from everyone tonight, and it's only a cold, which is quite common around have this year. Big sh-
3: glass screen in
0: here to keep uh, me away. It keep me away, and, and this common cold is quite common around. It a lot of people have it this. Strangely, last year we, we didn't seem to get it at all. Uh, can the panel please discuss Sinn Fein Party, our Dish party leader Mary Lou MacDonald, party on the turn on the Special Criminal Court as they now voted in favor of keeping it? She must have been listening to your program and your panelist, Tom Ryan. The question I pose is this a vote gathering exercise from Mike and Kilmallock? And I understand there on that one that uh, Therese fits. Therese down in Tralee,
3: uh, Martin. Ferris. Ferris, Ferris, yeah, Therese
0: yeah. Ferris. I think she said she, she was leaving the party. She wouldn't vote for the party. I heard because, so of because of that decision that they've done a U-turn yeah. under special criminal courts. Yeah. A major uh, turnaround for Sinn Féin. The,
3: well, if they're serious about going into government, they, w- they will make that turnaround, and they have made that turnaround. So it was diktat, basically. The so delegates there, I think, didn't they overwhelmingly agree
2: to it? From what I can gather, Thomas, they well, knowledge. well, to the kind of regard, no, to was very reluctant, I think, and you know, to, and it's really that very loose acceptance of it was very watery oh, as yeah. well, putting it very mildly. And mm. she wanted on specific cases that if she would have the power to say herself, although she came back then, I, she, I mean, first of all, you see, these these people, like, I mean she refused to answer any questions she had two questions that she had at heart can you imagine a leader of of a party that's hoping to get into government prospective Taoiseach yeah prospective Taoiseach yes and all she would do was answer two questions probably ones they were already arranged anyway, and run away then. And people believe and people swallowing that. And she come on and, and we were at that point here with uh, with the representative that was here what's that girl name you know that girl didn't know she's very very good actually. Uh, she was here in the program with us about the special criminal court. And you know the, the, and the way they, the 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 way they ignored it and the way they the way they like didn't didn't support it and walked out and voted against it, and the thing about it is that uh, whatever chance we have in this country, like, of any kind of law or order, or to get these criminals off the streets, is our only it's hope. I know now we have, have Mr. Jerry Hutch, he, he, he don't want to go before the trial. He wants to, a special trial for himself with a hmm. special jury, if, if you don't mind. So I, I wouldn't take a now whole, whole showing lot of the
0: options. We're going to a net break. We'll be back to you shortly.
1: County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views, broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 3rd of November 2021 from 9.30 to 11 p.m. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Jerome Scanlon. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise, you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, TOD. IE.
0: Welcome back listeners, you're tuned to West Lamech 102 FM broadcasting from Newcastle West. My name is Patrick Donovan and on the panel with us tonight is Tom Ryan, Jerome Scanlon and of course we said one politician didn't turn up tonight so we were hoping for a political debate tonight on the various matters. That's why we were having to politicians on as well. So if you want to text in or call in, in the next 15 minutes, or 6 9 6 6 or 87 Uh j- Just a bit of hopeless uh, information there. You might have seen or heard uh, two police officers in, in London. Two sisters were murdered there last year, and these two policemen were in charge of um, uh, uh, protecting the scene and uh, took photographs of the two murdered ladies and put it up on Facebook and all those kind of things. Okay. And they're due to be sentenced one of these days, so un- unbelievable behaviour, unbelievable behaviour. Now, uh, I find the papers interesting. There was one in the examiner yesterday about a fella that was down uh, around Middleton, he got crashed his car and he, he came out of the bushes when the guards came and so forth. He was, uh, muck and blood and things in his face and then he said that uh, he had given a fella a lift who was a friend of a friend and he was to take him to a place but when he got there he wanted him to take him further so he wouldn't take him further so his passenger whom he didn't know uh, gave, beat him up And then when he was asked to explain how the drink came about, he said he had left his house and he wasn't drinking at all, but this unknown passenger that he had in the car left a bottle of vodka in the car and he drank that prior to the arrival of the Gardee coming in. The judge said, I felt a lot from my time, but that was the more. About. <laughs> it is even more hilarious than that if you actually read it on the, I think, Monday's Examiner. This is another one. They're quite interesting. The Examiner covered them quite well. Uh, it, I, I, I think there's a comedy, uh, a book in these ones. This is another one. Uh, Two plead guilty to conspiracy, the scammed 183,000 from PUP scheme, Nigerian crime gang involved in elaborate fraud to claim payments. This is the Irish Independent today, I think, for the examiner yesterday, actually the Independent yesterday, Tuesday. Two men have pleaded guilty to a money laundering conspiracy involving 183,491 in funds fraudulently obtained under the pandemic unemployment payment, known as POP, program. The Cork Circuit Criminal Court held that Gardea intervened in the elaborate scam involving a Nigerian crime gang and managed to secure orders freezing 32158 in various bank accounts set up as part of the conspiracy. While 30000 was later traced to a German bank account, more than 150000 of the funds obtained from fraudulent PUP payments is now unaccounted for. Detectives also obtained a recording of a call from one of the defendants to an individual nicknamed the chairman. Who was believed to be the head of the Nigerian criminal organization? Judge Helen Bile was told the bank accounts central to the scam was set up in set up thanks to information obtained from a data breach whereby a cloned website was used to obtain personal details from people after falsely advising them they were required for jury service. Cherrioke Luiki Lewis 36 from Brookdale, Middleton County Cork, and Bashiro Alderbighi. Forty four formerly of the Wise Road Middleton, but now resident in Ballingallic, pleaded guilty to before Judge Byle to offences contrary to Section 71 of the Criminal Justice Act two thousand six. Both were described as being involved at the lower end of the scam. Lewis also pleaded guilty to six counts of the possession of false instruments, namely altered bank statements as well as one count possession of stolen property, a British passport. The court was told that seventy-four people clicked on to, on the link which brought them to the cloned website. From the details obtained, a large number of bank accounts were set up with unpushed with the aim of fraudulently obtaining PUP payments. The scam involved some members' hacking information, which contained email data of the health service executive, HSE, and Tusla. Implies this was done in the belief that these staff members would work throughout the COVID 19 pandemic and would not be making PUP claims. Intelli- intelligent enough there now. The emails were used to send out fake jury notices telling people they were required for jury trials and asking them to confirm personal details, including their name, address, date of birth, mother's maiden name, and the PPS number. Over a nine-month period, last year, more than 180,000 PO payments were lodged and paid. A total of 61 people made sworn statements to guarantee that the bank accounts were opened without their knowledge or authority. Lewis is from Nigeria, but has been living in Ireland for five years and is in a relationship with an Irish citizen. Aldo Beghi, who is also originally from Nigeria, has been living in Ireland for 18 years and is an Irish, is an Irish citizen. Detective Garda Eva Kishon. Of the Garda National Economic Crime Bureau said the officers had conducted an extensive examination of CCTV footage and telephone records to, re, records to respect concern of PUP. Gardee worked with official of department as part of investigation. She said it was so believed that the various bank accounts were set up to launder money obtained through unjustified PUP. Judge Byle was told the the major Garda investigation into conspiracy involved searching properties analysis of extensive CTV security camera footage and checking overseas bank transfers. Judge Wilde was told that both defendants appeared before court and signed pleas of guilty which had been indicated in the early stage. Both now wished to try to raise compensation before sentencing was imposed, with 11,000 in total available so far. The judge remanded both in custody. Now, the examiner tells me Yesterday, when I read the examine on that one, that a guard stopped him at a checkpoint and found documentation, which is how this camera was uncovered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Could you make that one up, Tom? You couldn't
2: actually, I was <laughs> no. astounded, but uh, was it in the first place when I had it in the nose, but also now that you've given the detail there, I okay. had to follow it. But you see, what what two things strike me straight away? First of all, the opening of the accounts. You know, I mean, there had to be. I'd say it was more in. There had to be local involvement as well here, you know, i local knowledge because no matter what way they were educated in, in where they came from Nigeria, like, and good good standard of education there for that area of activity, I'm called, I'm reliably informed as I said, but in the second area is the amount of guarder time that's wasted. We're talking about having guard having like available for to come to incidents and to do their normal job but the amount of guarded time that's actually wasted in, it's not wasted really but it's used up mm. in those cases and how many more of those cases That hundreds of them if not thousands of them in the system and to be honest about it like I mean there is, there is something radically wrong that people can can actually have that kind of success that they can scam that kind of money out of, out of and we've been listening to rumours and stories there for the past 10, maybe 20 years now of money going to Poland and money going every, all over the world like out of the system and here at home we're struggling like in trying to get people are struggling to get that entitled to, and, and often not getting it at all and we cut back so I mean it's a definite a, 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 a fault in our social system and the payments is a disgrace. The, the, the fact that they can operate these banks and operate these bank accounts with the current laws that are there about, I mean laundering of, of laundering money. That? The banks have been a big part in all this activity that's going on because they they know. I mean, anyone behind a account of the bank, they're the most experienced people in the world about what people are. And and if they can open all these false accounts and let money through them and process that in, overseas, well, then the day has to come where, they're going, where they
3: should be made, held accountable as well. And that's where the big problem is. Well, I totally agree with you. We wonder why we don't have Gardee on the street, because they're occupied with issues like these. Now there's a couple of things with regard to the banks. The banks have programs in place where uh, they they have the ability to identify, uh, for example, five, ten or twenty pub payments or job seekers allowance payments going into Tom Ryan's account every day if there was, if that was happening, or every week. So they can and should be able to monitor that. But of course like the Garda Force, there aren't enough people in the banks to do that. There aren't enough people involved in enforcement in any walk of life here today. That is part of the problem, Tom. But, as well, but I, I agree with you show 100% wrong, but, but, but there's no enforcement at all, eh? Oh, sure, because yes, there's, there's no... Effect, be, I mean, the, I nope, know that, that Wait, there's, uh, 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 I'm a, not turning the yeah. t- table around at all, but take planning enforcement there weren't when we needed people in planning enforcement the council didn't have them there they had them below granting planning where uh, the the, the, the um, hurdles were being put up that have to be crossed at this stage and another issue with regard to banking it's difficult to open a bank account and people leaving the country I'm not saying all people who leave the country but some people leave this country and they probably get a reward for passing their bank account on to someone else. So there are people operating, operating bank accounts that don't relate to them. They were open for somebody else in the past. Yes. And some of these are used yeah. for, Tom, some of these are used for uh, illegal purposes.
2: But Jerome, this recent issue now, the recent uh, thing that's happening, we say, within the, within the, the student population of the country, where they have been used as mules... And uh, the, for the open accounts mm. for criminal gangs, mm-hmm. and we've had again they've been investigated by the girls and been brought to court. And what? Are, and the thing about it, is what? What are our judges saying here? Oh, well, we don't want to give them a criminal record. So, in other words, it's all right. I mean, just give us a little slap in the wrist, and away you go. And Johnny, your brother can come on next week and do the same thing again. See, so like, I mean, it's there's um, a, whole, it's a whole issue of, of Now, there's another, of of, sorry,
0: now. Uh, my apologies, lads, for interrupting you. Uh, I send this text from the high, cold hills of Knockroka, Kharkov. Can the please discuss the following Taoiseach? Michal Martin yesterday signed Ireland up to a 30% reduction in emission targets for agriculture at the COP26. And today, in the Dál, he announced it would only be 10% reduction and not 30%. Deputy Leader of Social democrats Party, Roisin Chartall, challenged the Taoiseach and this today in the Dáil. We have three minutes left.
3: And Roisin Chartall was told by Micheál Martin that she was being extremely negative when she raised that issue. I don't know if you heard that or not. No, I didn't hear that any That was it, no. exactly Micheál Martin's response to her. Consistency? Question mark.
0: But he, he signed for 30, yeah. and he said in the Dodge that only 10%. And, the, and
3: they're telling the farmers after signing for 30% that it won't affect the farmers. Tom might have a view on that. But, like, we were, we're back where we started again with the, with the carbon. With the politicians we're and back, the... Uh, we're can back you to believe where we started. Yeah, you, w- need, you need, and I'll be very brief here, you need to have people living in the countryside to be sustainable. If you're building houses inside in the city, that isn't the answer to uh, carbon footprint. Carbon
2: yeah. I'm totally confused, Pat, to be honest about it, because Char- Charlie McAuliffe is, is, is saying one thing. The IFA and the ICMS are saying another thing. Mm-hmm. Now we have Michal Martin and we have Armenia media actually targeting the farming uh, uh, industry now. Targeting it, yep. everyone that opens them out. Uh, the, the only area that's been that's been spoken about by the media and being pressurised you now, fa- is the farming. Whatever, whatever kind of a trend that's developing within the media now, that's their main, uh, their main object now is farming. And are people want to die of hunger? I uh, uh, forget what, what farmers do, like yeah. that they produce food. Mm. I mean, and so are we going to live on air? Are we going to live a cabin? Or what are we going to do? You know, but I'm totally confused
3: because, as just said, to sign up for top didn't come on to the S10. I mean, you can't, you it, couldn't make it up. It's a bluffing game, Tom, because they yeah. know the one put there in three and a half years' time, so you yeah. bluff your way into the...
0: Now, the clock you know, has beating us, folks, it. and, and uh, the COVID numbers are uh, unbelievably high, and I have been discussing with people how they're not able to count and tell us how many people are dying every day. We were able to find it out in the BBC, they can tell you, and, and uh, today they had 67, which, in the past seven days, which sounds like approximately 10 people almost. Per day, are dying of dying of COVID at the moment. Today was the first day we heard that in a long time. The people who are suspicious of the whole antics—would you blame them? We're not being told, and today they pop out this one, and it looks like ten people per day are dying of COVID.
3: Unfo- yes, um, sure Unfortunately. Maybe in some ways are we better off not knowing, because the economy needs to be opened up, and and the, and that's happening. People need to be careful, and it's really down to the individual now to mind. Why were we being told?
0: Why we're being told all along and flattened the curve? That's nonsense. All the, and yes. now you're not being told at all.
3: Well, Pat, that's just you know. it comes back to what Tom said earlier lack of consistency
2: Pat you know what you've said I, I, I've been thinking about that and been puzzled but they have they do release them about once a month now they're not, they're not, but whereas, you know, yesterday or today now, today, today is a today, week, today is yeah, per week, and uh, that's one area. And I wonder why the, the dates, because I mean, every date is, is uh, you, you know, I mean, it, it, you think there was, in actual fact, they were sorry. mentioned the dates from Northern Ireland, but they weren't mentioned Yet. there at. Yeah. I mean, it made no sense. Well, was very, very important, the reason very we serious
3: The reason we were given there was the hacking that took place in the HSE, it seemed to all stop their stats. Still, apart, Jerome, then, it shouldn't be
0: too difficult counting to count the number of people I to die in the various hospitals, you know, so I don't think you need you, a, a You remember about.
3: going back a while, you had an issue with death certs, Pat. Yeah. Death certs take a while. Time is up, to up, folks. Jerome, we'll have you in again
0: another night, and I'm sure the same old topic will come up about the living and the dying and the statistics. Folks, thank you very much, and apologies to people. who didn't get around to all the text messages. Now, thanks to Tom and, and uh, Jerome and Jason Smith, of course, as well. And we would be back again, hopefully, next week. And I might be snuffly, hopefully, next week. And we might have the missing with us. We might get a missing man, maybe, and maybe not. Good night, God bless, folks. And take care and keep your distance. This bloody COVID thing is very serious all the time. Numbers are high.
1: 102 FM. You've just been listening to the podcast of County Views. This broadcast on Westlandwick 102 FM on the 3rd of November 2021 from 9.30 to 11pm jerome Scanlon join Pat o'donovan and tom ryan for the discussion county views is brought to you by tynan o'donovan solicitors limerick and newcastle west for all your legal requirements phone 061 314 948 tynan o'donovan solicitors tod.ie